Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Yes, there's snow on the ground. But that doesn't mean the farmer's market season is over. In fact, one of the area's most respected farmer's markets is doubling down on its mission, even as the weather grows frightfully cold. The Tower Grove Farmer's Market has been hosting a winter market since 2007, but it's been a monthly affair. And this year, that changes. The market's founder is here to tell us all about it. Uh, Patrick Horine, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So the Tower Grove Farmer's Market Winter Market is now going weekly. We are, yes. Why uh, is that? Well, in the past, uh, we have had a, a monthly market, like you said, and we've been in a space uh, where we could have roughly 30 vendors. Um, and we uh, we had more demand than that. that we, we, we had a lot of vendors who wanted in that we had to turn away. Mm. Um, and then we also had... Uh, we didn't have a space where the uh, community could gather in our, our little space. Uh, that's a big part of our Saturday market in the park because there's a big community gathering there. People just like coming to hang out. They do, yeah. So that's a big part of it, right? So we were looking for a space where we could do uh, add more vendors, bring in the community. Um, and we found that at the Coke and Art Factory. And then we decided if we were going to go, if we we're going to move, um, and as I've traveled around the country, I've seen uh, – Pretty much every city I go to, they have a winter market that's weekly, goes mm-hmm. year-round. So I decided uh, I would survey our vendors and see what they thought about that, and they were uh, almost completely positive about it. So we decided we would uh, just go weekly and again give uh, give everybody an a- opportunity to shop year-round. So something that was missing in the St. Louis market. I got to say, though, I was very surprised to hear this, and I'm sure this is just my ignorance, but the ground is is frozen right now. Things mm-hmm. are dying out there. What can farmers even sell at this point of the year? Yeah. So, uh, you know, every year is different. Like this year, the cold snap came pretty early. Very early. Uh, so, but our farmers, when we started in 2006, we ran from uh, May till October. And it was really, we had produce from June to to September. Okay. So our farmers have learned how to extend the season. They've gotten really good at it. Hmm. Um, that's been a trend around the country. People, the, the farmers are covering their crops uh, and they're starting their crops earlier uh, and they're also growing them through uh, into the winter. We'll have fresh produce from farms like Three Rivers Community Farm uh, that's grown in the ground. Uh, we'll have that through January pretty oh, much. Oh, wow. And then we'll have... Uh, uh, produce that can store pretty well, apples, uh, winter squash, and that sort of thing. We'll have that until the farmers sell out. So that'll be maybe into February. And then we have uh, hydroponic farmers who will just grow year-round. So, and they're growing indoors. Yeah, they're growing indoors. Uh, and then uh, like our uh, microgreen vendor, Be Simple, they they have a greenhouse that they'll use throughout the winter. And they'll have a steady supply for us throughout okay, the winter. Okay, so yeah. there's going to be all sorts of fresh fruits and vegetables yeah, th- into really these winter a, months. Yeah, there's a lot available. Yeah. Now, in addition to um, all the usual good stuff, you're offering three special holiday-themed markets. That's on December 7th, 4th, or, sorry, December 7th, 14th, and 21st. What can we expect to see at those? Okay, so those are going to be uh, our farmer's market Um We'll have all of our farmers there. We'll have uh, f- specialty food vendors like Cacao Chocolate uh, and uh, Salumi Badu uh, and Ivan's Fig Farm. And then, you know, the, the, who you expect to see at the farmer's market. But then we'll have uh, an additional uh, number of vendors. We're going to have probably 60 vendors or so at these markets. And it'll, it'll, the focus will be, you know, holiday shopping. So you can – this is a way you can – 
by local food, food gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's everybody likes to get food for a gift, right? Uh, and you can also buy uh, local goods from our local artisans. Okay, so, yeah. so this is a chance to do more than just the food shopping. Exactly. We want people to be able to do lo- uh, local holiday shopping as well. So it's just, I mean, thinking about this and all the other expansions that your farmer's market has had, it's it's kind of, um, you guys are really on the move. In addition mm-hmm. to this, um, you also started a weekly Sunday farmer's market in the Richmond Heights area. Okay. And this is, it seems like such a suburban area. And yet um, now there's a farmer's market there. How has that been going with that different audience? Uh, that one's been going really well. And this is our first year doing it weekly. And we think next year is it's going to really take off. Um, if if you remember back, um, Clayton had one of the best farmer's markets in the region, uh, and it's now gone. And that's a, a, a part of the, the, the region that really uh, supports local foods. So we decided it was a natural fit to go into the boulevard there at Richmond Heights. Um, and we, uh, the, the, the owner of the property has been really great to work with. So it's the, it's a different crowd than the Tower Grove Park Farmer's Market, right? But it's, uh, it's, it's doing really well. And I understand that earlier this year, your Tower Grove Farmer's Market company also took over operations of the Ferguson Farmer's Market. What's going on with that? Yes. So we took over that. Uh, we have a contract with Ferguson to run that for three years. Um, and really, we, we were brought in, and we've seen this happen at different farmer's markets as well. There'll be a change in management. Uh, Usually farmer's markets are run by one person. Mm -hmm. So if you lose your manager, you lose the operation pretty much. Um, So uh, we were brought in to kind of fill the gap. So we have the systems in place that we can just hit the ground running with a farmer's market. And uh, because what will happen sometimes, they'll lose their manager and then they they, they fall and they go backwards, right, Mm -hmm. until they get it back on track. So we were brought in to kind of fill the gap, but also take it to the next level. So that, and that, we had a really good season this year, and then our, our uh, over the winter this year, we're working on the on, on next year, and we think it's going to be a really good year next year. Too. Do you see this as sort of a temporary? You're helping to stabilize the ship, or down the road, is it possible that um, the Tower Grove market will sort of retain sponsorship of the Ferguson market? I could see that we might have a role as a consultant of some sort, but we really want the uh, management and ownership of it to remain with Ferguson. Okay. Yeah. So you're not trying to take this over? No. No. We've, uh, like I said, it's a three-year contract uh, just to, to just to do what we can and then hand it off and have it hopefully be in a in a, a really good place. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned that these markets are often just started by kind of one person with a dream. And while it's crazy to think about today in light of all the growth that has happened with the one you started, that's really how it, it worked for you and your wife. You mm-hmm. guys moved here. What led you to say, we need to start a farmer's market? Yeah. So we moved here in 2003 from uh, San Francisco, and we had a great farmer's market there. Probably and, more than one great farmer's market right, there. right, right. <laughs> And we just, uh, we loved the Tower Grove neighborhood. That's where we still live. And uh, just, we loved our neighbors and the community, and we just wanted to do something for the community. Uh, the original idea was just, we thought it would be a little Saturday market, that we would still have our full-time jobs and just on Saturdays be in the park running the market. And it quickly outgrew that. But yes, that was just, we just wanted to do it as a, more of a, like, a, really, I mean, honestly, it was like a gift for the neighborhood. Yeah. So that was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. When did you start realizing, holy cow, this is this is not just a hobby. This mm-hmm. is my vocation. 
It was within a year, I would say. Yeah, okay. it kind of took over. It made it pretty clear that I wouldn't be able to have another job. You couldn't other do it all that. at once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and I was happy to do it. I love, uh, I love working with food. I love uh, working with the farmers. We start, you know, we have businesses that start at the market. I, I you know. I love helping people get started with our businesses. And, yeah. It has, and to some extent, it feels like it's almost been an incubator. Um, for those who aren't familiar with some of the businesses that have come out of this market, what do you see as some of the success stories? Uh, let's see, the ones that would be most uh, most well-known, um, and we have, we've had dozens of businesses start there. Uh, but uh, if you're familiar with uh, Whisk and Poptimism, the, um, they started there. That's uh, a great bakery down on Cherokee Street. Yes, exactly. They also have now a Popsicle truck, which is amazing. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, so they started there. Um, Cacao Chocolate, they have a shop in Maplewood uh, and Clayton, and they started mm-hmm. there. Uh, Kitchen Culture, uh, they have a restaurant down on uh, Watson. Now Counterculture, yeah. yeah. That's an ama- I mean, this has been listed as some of the best, you know, restaurants of the year. Yeah, and it all started with a little stall at this farmer's market. It did. It really did, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. That's great. So do you have your eye on anyone now who's within this market where you're like, yep, this is the one that I see taken off next? Um, let's see. We, Yeah, I mean, there are some that uh, we have the Made Fair Granola. Uh, she's... She's got a really strong brand, and she's she's uh, been there for now three years, and she's really starting to take off. There, every year I can kind of identify the ones who are they, they just have it they're, they have it together, but they've they might start it might take them a couple of years, but they develop into this, and then it, it's fun to watch. So granola could be the next big thing. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so if people are interested in coming to this winter market, that's now happening. You mentioned it's the Koken Art Factory. Yes. Uh, and where is that? Okay, that's at 2500 Ohio, uh, which is Ohio and Sydney. In, okay. I think that's Fox Park. Okay, so the Fox Park na- neighborhood now mm-hmm. has this new winter option. Well, Patrick Harine of the Tower Grove Farmers Market, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.